Welcome to the midweek edition of the Progress with Unity podcast on the back of a progression to round two of the FA Cup. We're contemplating going on a cup run. Adam and Paul are with us this evening. How are you doing, Adam? Yeah, a bit tired. Late, late home last night. But yeah, eventually we came home with a win, didn't we? But uh, it, was a, it was a late one with the extra time. Paul? Yeah, even, even sat on the couch. It was later than we expected. But uh, yeah, so... Certainly a shorter journey on for me than it was for Adam. Right, crack on with it then, shall we? Solihull Moors 1, Wigan Athletic 2. We fell behind, didn't we, to a penalty, which was a bit dubious. We started to play after that and grabbed two goals. Starting off with the first half, it was quite quite a hard watch, if I'm being honest. You were there, Adam. What was it like at the ground watching that first half? Well, the most exciting thing of the first half was seeing Sir Ben Watson before kick-off, getting a picture taken with him. It was it was nothing, really. It was bitty. Referees not helped masses. It's stop-start. It's really struggling to get to get going. Wigan's away following is usually vocal, but it was it was hard work to really get into the game last night. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was necessarily a, a bad performance as such. It was just it was just a nothing really. There was the odd little bits and pieces, weren't there, from either side, but very uneventful half really to, for me. Um, I think they had the Decent chance late on, didn't they? But wasn't the most exciting game. Penalty then. Come on, we'll we'll, we'll hit it straight on. Blatant handball all day long. It was Maynard who handballed it, not Callum Wang. Yeah, it, it's got to be one of those where just the referee's angle is just not right for seeing what the TV camera can blatantly see. Do you not think he got um, a shot in his ear because he turned away and he started moving up up feet? I know it was only like a split second. But he actually stopped in his tracks and turned back round and then blew his whistle. Like he'd, yeah, he'd it, give him the nod. Yeah, it, it looked strange. Or he was running away and then just like working it over in his brain and thought, no, that's a penalty. And then just turned around and pointed to the spot. Or he was turning away so he could flounce round and point at the spot. Bet you had no idea, did you, Adam? I mean, you were. No, where we? I mean, I was on the side, so a little bit nearer, obviously, than the ones behind the goal. But there's no way you can give it. From there is the from where we are. I got the impression it was controversial. Just pick, you know, you can start seeing the attitude of the players, don't you? The reaction of the players to it, and then text messages start coming through, don't they? Those who are watching it on TV. So you know, it doesn't take, doesn't take long, does it, to get through? But I watched the replay and I had no idea. So never mind the people in the ground that saw it, you know, live on the replay. I was looking for the challenges. I wasn't looking for an handball. I was looking for the challenges. That's what the and commentator the, and, the, yeah. and the, the pundit who was with him was saying, been a foul. That's what yeah. they assumed. Four or five minutes later, they said, oh, we've had it confirmed that it was on ball. <laughs> that says it all, doesn't it? If yeah. the, you know, they, how many times they've seen it and they can't work out what it was given for. <laughs> I, thought the, I thought the one in the first half was um, one that could have been given, though. And, and it did make me wonder whether or not that was... What he was giving, even though you know he's he's in a different point in time, he was giving something off the back of that that one in the first half because I thought that was dodgy as a challenge. You can't do that as a referee, can you? You can't make a mistake. Oh no, you can't. Abso- no. With another one, Abso- absolutely agree. But you know, we know they do. That was down your end as well. That I don't want it. Kerr, the little shove on Rooney. That's what they're claiming. I mean, Rooney just stopped in his tracks and they knew what were coming. Technical penalty, but. Not a blatant one, I think. Yeah. I think that's the way I would look at it. I think if you're going by the letter, it was a penalty, but 
I've seen a lot more blatant penalties. I mean, that referee last year, do you remember him with the, the Tom Pierce referee who basically, I think he had to have four goals and get him fouled in area, didn't he, before he, before he got a penalty. So it wasn't anything like that. But yeah, strictly speaking, I think it was a pen. Well, one, one thing the penalty did do, it sort of woke us up a little bit and it had a slight change in formation with Lang dropping deeper and picking the ball up and starting to run it at the Solihull players, which was the only way we were going to get through them, weren't it? Because, yeah, they were comfortable, I think, defending against us the way we were playing. I thought Pierce had a good first half, going up that line yeah. and getting some decent balls in. Struggled later on in the game, though, his legs are completely gone. He, you know, he tried to knock it past them and run, and his legs just won't take him there. He's, he's not played a lot of football this season, has he? And he's, and he's played... Played two games on bounce, no, three games on bounce, Ansi, has he? Two games on bounce, three, two games on bounce. And we got a little bit of reward with Jason Kerr grabbing his first goal for the club. Doesn't matter how they come, I don't think he knew too much about it, but it did, and it ended up in the back of the net. And I thought the keeper, Boot, I think we've all spoken about Ryan Boot and how impressed we've been. I think that was the only way we were going to beat him, really, with like a little bit of a fluky, fluky finish. I mean, it was got that little bit of luck. And I mean, you've got to say they, they, they had a lot of luck to get the penalty, didn't they? Um, you know, the response of Arbley, I think, was he, he was only looking through his own rose tinted glasses and looking at one bit of luck, wasn't he? I think the goal was starting to come. I think, I think you could see we were building up the pressure. And I thought we might have gone on and won it in normal time, to be honest. I, after that, I thought they might have got a little bit despondent. But, you know, to be fair to them, you know, I've got to give them credit. So they all, they stuck to the guns. You know, they were blocking everything. They were chasing everything. They were very well organised. You know, you can tell why they're at the, you know, top half uh, or in the top 10 of the uh, National League. You know, they're going, they've, they've got a good plan and they're executing it well. Well drilled, as we heard yeah. numerous times last night. By the commentators and the pundits, well drilled. That's all we kept hearing. So we went into extra time, and Maxi Power delivered, does what Maxi Power does really well this season, delivered a cracking ball. Lange just got his noggin on it, and it was in the back of the net. And I don't think there was any way back for them after that. They seemed to lose lose that little bit of fight they had. I know they were throwing the balls forward, but and they brought that that, that tall lad on. I mean, on the, again on the commentary. Uh, he, he must have a really good agent, that lad, because they said that Olden's coming on. He's six foot nine, and both uh, Manchester City and Celtic have been linked with him, and they've been watching him. The only thing he had about him was six foot nine. He didn't have any skills on the floor or in the air. He was awful. He was an awful player. Just want to say though, you know, even though, like you say, it didn't look like they were going to score. A good save from Jamie Jones right at the end, wasn't it? After. You know, for some bizarre reason, we were trying to do little flicks and tricks upfield, whereas we should have just ran it to the corners. Good save to his right-hand side, wasn't it, Jones? Especially for Kiko, he didn't really have to do anything in the game, I thought. Good concentration and a, a, a decent save from uh, England's number one. Yeah, and we had a break. We had, well, we had a couple of breaks, didn't we, later on? Edwards involved in two of them, Alangi and another. Both times for Edwards, I thought, square it, square it. I'm shouting at the TV, square it, square it. Chris sees with her, you know. If he, if he had a done, it was a tapping for him, and that would have given him a debut goal last Tuesday, followed up with another goal last night. And I have to mention this now, I'm going to come to it in a bit. But he scored hat trick today for the under 23s as well. 
You know, yeah. what what a player. What a week. And yeah. how did he not get sent off last night? That was the other one. Because <laughs> he got booted. He got booted within well, 30 seconds. Off the 30 seconds it? Yeah. And then he was kicking the ball away and, and all sorts of shenanigans. But he, he, I tell you what, he's got a bit of, bit of bottle for his. He's not stage, struck by stage fright, is he? No, he's, uh, he's mixed it up, hasn't he? I think we've got ourselves another little gem there in him. Definitely. Like Paul said the other day, I, I thought that was a great saying. We lost three players off the conveyor belt, but we still got the conveyor belt. Yeah, and, and that's what seizing, we have. Seizing yeah. his opportunity. I like that one. I do. I do like that one. The stats from the game with 66% possession, 17 shots, nine on target. They had 14 with five on target. We picked up three yellows, Chris Caesars, as I just mentioned, uh, and Lange, who applauded the referee for giving him a free <laughs> kick, and Tom Pierce as well got one. I, I didn't just... think Lange was that sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, okay, there is elements of it, but to me it was like, it was, yeah, thanks for finally giving me something. You know, it wasn't as though he was slow and clapping him, he was just clapping because he got some, I thought. Well, we know what he was doing. And then Tom... <laughs> Tom, Tom Pierce. I mean, that could have gone anyway. That, that could have ended up with a red card, though. They could have ended up yeah. with a red card. Guion Evans did well holding the player back. Uh, I, I, and I think Tom Pierce, it was Maynard, weren't it? Who, who he, yeah. You know, yeah. He's a big fella in with square shoulders. <laughs> I think he just looked at him. I thought, I wonder if I've rubbed the wrong player up here by barging into him. <laughs> Quick mention about Man of the Match. Uh, we've done our poll on both Twitter and Facebook. And the progress with Unity and Man of the Match for the game with Solihull Moors goes to Wigan Athletics' Callum Lang. So a goal and a cracking second half uh, gave him the Man of the Match award. Adam, I've got to ask you this. You went to a brand new ground. Did you go to the toilets? And if so, let's have uh, some ratings for those toilets. Probably not surprising. They had a few uh, few beers, didn't they? So uh, just to make sure that I did visit those toilets. Yeah, very... Um, Back to basics, very um, kind of temporary portaloo type toilets. Uh, you'd see them at a, a festival or, or a race meeting or something like that. I wasn't too convinced with the, where the um, where the boilers were placed. wasn't wasn't happy with that. Rather odd smell coming from the toilets, um, which is not ideal because it's right next to the burger stand as well. So maybe positioning of the toilets. Or the burger van, for that matter, needs to be considered. Uh, and the um, water just wouldn't run warm in there. So even though they got those boilers in there, they didn't seem to be doing much of a job. So, yeah, very disappointed. Three or four out of ten maximum. Attendance, 285 away fans in a crowd of 3,703, which is a record attendance for Solid Old Moors. So I think they were they were quite made up with it all, with the, the tie that they've had. And... It's you know it's good it's good that they've made a bit of cash out of it as well. Previously mentioned, Lattic's played under twenty three's played Sunderland in the Premier League Two Cup group stage. They went a goal behind early doors, but came back. That was this afternoon. They came back uh, with a Chris C's at trick. Uh, we won three one. We've now got hundred percent record in that group, so they're doing very well again. Uh, there was quite a few players uh, who featured in the squad last night in that team. But also, there was a notable player, and it's, I'm sure it's something all Latics fans will be delighted to hear, that Joe Bennett made his club debut 
in that game and he played the first 45 minutes. So, and he's tweeted tonight saying he was really pleased to get on the grass and, and get 45 minutes under his belt. So yeah, that's yeah. brilliant to hear. Yeah, good to, good to hear. Yeah, we obviously, you know, when we signed him back in August, I know we, we knew he had injuries, but I don't think any of us thought it would be. It's going to be probably into December, isn't it, when he plays his first team match, I would think. So, but, you know, he's on his way back. He's still got to start somewhere. And um, from what the Cardiff fans said, he's uh, he's a great acquisition for us if we can keep him fit. So that's uh, good news. Move on to Saturday. We're back in league action. We're at home. We've got Oxford United in, in town. And it's the first of four games that we're going to be playing in 10 days. There's a lot of games there in a very short period of time. Let's have some ref watch for the Oxford game. Now, the referee for the Oxford game is very useful if you're a bit hungry because the referee is Andy Kitchen from Consett in County Durham. He's 33-year-old and this is his first season as a National List referee. So it's the first time he's refereed either club. Overall, though, this season so far, he's refereed 12 games, 33 yellows, one red and three penalties. And that's the referee, Andrew Con- Andrew Kitchen, from Consett against Oxford. As opposed to Andrew Consett from right. Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got that up. Moving, moving away from the kitchen and uh, on to uh, Oxford. If we remember a few years ago, we gave them a battering in their kitchen. But anyway, over to the uh, previous form against the Oxford United team. Played 12 times, so not that many times. Uh, we've won six Lost five and there's been one draw. First meeting back in the uh, 82-83 season uh, where they did the uh, double over us. Last season, did the double again. 2-1 home and away. Bizarrely, we did actually score our first goal uh, against them until the new millennium, very early in the new millennium, um, when we beat them away at the Manor Ground uh, 2-1. Now, Oxford have been a side, I guess, who have been kind of floating around the, the, the sort of top top six for a number of seasons now. Uh, they've had some appearances in the playoffs. And again, this season, they're keeping that level of consistency going. Recent form, six games, 1-4, one, uh, one draw, which was a nil-nil against Ipswich and just the one defeats against the league leaders, Plymouth. They've got Matty Taylor, who, again, has been scoring goals at this level uh, for a couple of clubs for the for the last few seasons. You know, you can see, uh, again, eight goals this season. Uh, they've got definitely got some firepower. James Henry in there as well. I noticed further down the list, um, he's played eight games and just scored the one Billy Borden who I seem to recall scored a lot of goals for Bristol Rovers for a, quite a big money move to Preston where it didn't quite work out. So be interesting to see whether he features in the game or whether he's injured, but he's just played the eight games this season. So I think they've got lots of quality this side and um, they're obviously very well organised, um, well drilled by the... He's not one of my favourite managers, but obviously he does a decent job. Yeah, he does, doesn't he, Carl Robinson? And well-drilled. I hope we're not coming off Saturday saying, oh, they were well-drilled. I remember Robinson brought a, a well-drilled team to us a, a few seasons ago, didn't he, at Christmas time. Was it Cheltenham Athletic? And it was awful. Well, yeah, and then and then got sacked at Charlton. And unbelievably, we had to have him again 
with a very well-drilled manager when he when it was one of his first games for Oxford. But that game, if you recall, we unlocked them, I think, about five minutes to go. I think Will Grigg scored from a cold, a very nice cold pass, if you recall. Yeah. But yeah, he's very defensive-minded, I think. But as we've just alluded to, defensive-minded with firepower like that is a dangerous combination. Yeah, and they picked up some good wins. That was the one at Sheffield Wednesday and... That was a good point on Saturday against Ipswich, nil apiece. Ipswich, yeah. it was at Portman Road, and, and that, they're the league's top goal scorers as well, aren't they, Ipswich Town? So they kept them quiet. I think it's going to be an hard game for us, this. And we're at home as well. If I feel more comfortable if we're playing them away on a Tuesday night. Probably doing 4-0, won't we? But we'll see anyway. Yeah, while we're talking about predictions and, and that, let's let's crack straight on, on with it. Paul? Uh, well, your team selection, I, I've written it down. And there's one big question mark, and that's right back. I think the rest just speaks for itself. Wyke up front, Keane behind him, McLean on the left, Lang on the right. I think Bailey some power will make your midfield up again. Watson Kerr in the in the, in the centre halves. Tom Pierce at left back. Who's playing right back? Because Derek was suspended. Don't forget. So what's, what's your what's your prediction? I'll predict one 0 to the Latics. There might be a formation change because coming on late yesterday was Jack Watmore. So it suggests he could be back. If we go to three centre-backs, that frees up the need for a right-back because we can go with wing-backs. We've got James McLean on the left and I think possibly Gavin Massey on the right to play as a right wing-back. And we've got power in midfield then and Bayless. Then we've got James McLean to come back in. He'll play your left left wing-back. Yeah, he'll play your left wing-back. So we've got Will Keane coming in, Callum Wang and, and, and Charlie Wax. Yeah, it's a difficult difficulty around team selection. Uh, but I, I just think we're such a good side. And um, the quality in McLean and Keane coming back in, I think we'll, uh, we'll win. I'll go for 2-1 because Matty Taylor does tend to score against us when he plays against us. So I'm going to go 2-1. We'll be back on Sunday to see how close we were. Uh, we'll have all the reactions to Saturday's clash with Oxford United. Plus... We'll be looking forward to a trip to that other university city, Cambridge, where we'll be going on Tuesday evening. And uh, hopefully we can go to the top of the table. Because uh, if we look at the uh, fixtures, Plymouth have got a tough game away at Charlton Athletic and Wickham are a source of the best team in League One. It's all to play for on Saturday. So a good night from me. And a good night from us, even though one of us is not here anymore. Up the six. Go on. Six. 